What movie did we just watch, Amy? We just watched Fear Street 1994, the first part of the Fear Street trilogy on Netflix. Yeah. Distributed by Netflix. Yeah. Based on the Fear Street books by R.L. Stein. Supposedly. Oh. I've read some of the Fear Street books and this did not remind me of them specifically. Oh, I haven't read them. Or if I did, it's a million years I, ago. I read them a million years ago. So and... I don't remember anything explicitly supernatural in the Fear Street books. Oh. But I could be wrong. Maybe I just didn't read the supernatural ones. I can't answer that. I mean... It is certainly named after the books by R.L. Stein. Well, and using the rights. Yes. Well, some of the Goosebumps were supernatural. Yeah, the Goosebumps were supernatural. I always... I didn't read as many Fear Streets as I did Goosebumps. Yes. But I was always under the impression... Cat? She's here to help. She's here to help. Um... I was always under the impression that, and the books I read, which I seem to be the seems to be the case, were not supernatural as much as the Goosebumps books were. But we but don't know. I'm memorizing the whole thing wrong. Got to fact check this. Yeah. Well, we don't fact check. We don't fact check. We don't prep. <laughs> we don't prep. We don't These do are research. Our first impressions without research or edits or. Oh, and we will spoil things. Yeah. So, if you want to watch the first movie in the Fear Street trilogy and not have spoilers, you should Now's do that. Go do that. Yeah. Because there are some... Sp it's a slasher film. It is like, a slasher film. So, a lot of what happens you will expect. Yes, it's following a group of teenagers in a, a town called Shadyville. Yeah. Which is juxtaposed to their neighboring, wealthier, whiter yeah. town called Sunnyvale. Sunnydale? 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 No, Sunnydale is from um, Archie. Buffy. Oh, yeah. No, no. Yeah. Riverdale is Riverdale. <laughs> oh. Sunnydale is, is Archie. Is Buffy. Sunnydale is Buffy. Sunnyvale? Sunnyvale is Fear Street. <laughs> are you confused? Are we We're confused. confused. We're confused. Supernatural inflicted teen dramas. Yes. So in Shadyville, where there is a... Murder. A, well, there's a story of a witch killed in 1666 who's cursed the town. And apparently the town is a lot of murders happening. Murder it capital is, USA. No, that's Riverdale. I think they said it in the show. <laughs> I know, but Riverdale is also in the... in. In Riverdale, the TV show they call, they Riverdale, call Riverdale the murder, murder capital, capital. Well, of the world. So something about towns. They should come up with more names for towns, so yeah. it's not quite so confusing. Confusing. <laughs> um, anyway, Shadyville has a lot of murders. Yeah, and everybody's kind of used to it, yeah. I guess. I guess. So just a lot of murders it opens with a murder mm -hmm. then it's a bunch of teens kind of solving the mystery about what the curse happened. and and how to beat it and you know more killing and mm -hmm. gruesome murders take place yeah i will say this this thematically did remind me of Buffy the Vampire Slayer in some interesting ways. Mm. More so than I think a lot of the slasher flicks that we have watched over the years. 
Um, just in that it was fairly evenly balanced between like the interpersonal drama and also the supernatural drama. It's true. True. Um, not necessarily to the point of using them to like comment on each other because I don't think it was doing that very much. Um, but like, I couldn't tell you anything about the kids in Friday the 13th. No, they were just there to run and scream. Yeah. One of them was Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Yeah. That's as much as I got. Yep. Um, whereas like, I got to know these characters to a certain extent. Which I think we'll talk about in talking about the thing. I guess we're talking about. I it. I guess. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the the opening is is very traditional slasher flick. Yes, with characters that are gone. Yes, because they get Dead killed soon. Dead soon. <laughs> not kind of set up the film, but aren't really mentioned again. Yeah. And the opening. I don't know. I think being in the 90s and all the phones kind of reminded me of Scream. Yeah. It had well, echoes. Like, it yes. takes place in a mall, and it's a, a young woman closing up a B. Dalton bookstore. B. Dalton. Book remember B. Dalton? Well, remember bookstores? Yeah. Um, and she's alone, and there's a stabby guy comes and stabs her, and she's yeah. running through the mall. She's trying to call 911. And I think, and I, I think because the stabby guy is also wearing a skull mask and a black, yeah. like hoodie and pants, it it just reminded me. Yeah, no, I think I think it was it was to a certain extent like reminiscent of that. Obviously, it was set before the screen movies took place, being in ninety four, but it was made in twenty twenty, mm-hmm. um, twenty nineteen. I don't remember when it came out. It came out this summer. Okay. But it would have been... 2021? We are in the... year We are in the year 2021. It's the long... traveler. Long 2020. He's running around shaking people. What year is it? 2020 will be lasting until 2022 or 2023. We don't know yet. It's been a long 2020. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, um, but yes, I think it was... I think that opening scene in particular was sort of in conversation with that. And the other slashers we get throughout the rest of the film are also, I think, in conversation with... Right. There's the axe murderer who was the massacre at the camp, summer camp, camp, like in Friday the 13th. Yes. Um, That was the only other connection. Yeah. Well, there (laughs) was the the woman with the, the... the razor, razor blade, which didn't was... feel specifically tied to a specific movie, but could be, I guess. I don't know. Uh, so we have identified one one of the ghost murderer stabby yes. guys was a callback to Friday the 13th. Yes. Um, well, and we see a lot of the... We get brief glimpses of sort of the history of these murders in Shadyville and... I will say, like, one of the things I appreciated about this movie was how well sketched in they were for relatively little screen time. The the murder ghosts? Yeah. Well, and even the ones that were, like, we barely saw anything yeah. of. Like, the kid with the mallet or hammer or stick, I don't know, with the creepy wooden mask. Yeah. Um, that also got to me the most. But there were two or three others that, like, we saw, like, 
glimpses of and sort of the indication that something's been going on for a long time. There, mm-hmm. uh, there's a guy in a gas mask who is like drowning somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, so they did a really effective job of using my knowledge of horror, which is not like super encyclopedic, but to evoke a lot with very little. Classic. Classic horror yeah. tropes. Yeah. So the focus of this film is not on a human uh, murderer, mm-hmm. but a series of ghosts who previously were human and murdered a bunch of people in Shadyville mm-hmm. and now have come back to, to murder someone who accidentally disturbed the bones of the witch that was murdered. Yeah. And that put a mark on her, basically, yeah. to, to be murdered. Hunt down, hunted down by the ghosts. By, by the ghosts, so... Yeah, which I will say, um, it's hard to compare, it's hard to watch any slasher movie, I think, in a post-Scream universe. Mm -hmm. I think all of them are in somehow have to respond to the Scream Mm -hmm. franchise. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think this one did a fairly interesting job of that in subverting some of those expectations. By having it be, you know, three supernatural ghosts instead of just a guy with a knife for some reason. Um, And, significant spoilers, allowing almost everyone in the main cast to live for a surprisingly long time. Yeah, I kind of expected them to all live. I thought thought that that was going to be one of the twists Mm -hmm. of the film. So they got me. They got almost to the end before the main characters started dying. That's one of the things I wrote down. Like, I was honestly not expecting when one of them died. Yeah, I thought... I thought... I I was trusting the film. I thought we were going to keep them alive Mm -hmm. and not not kill them all. But we didn't. We, We killed a lot of them. Um, and in some fairly gruesome ways. Yes. Um, but the film did a good enough, get a good job of making me think everyone was going to survive. Yeah, which is kind of cool and unexpected. Yeah, because it doesn't happen early. No, or throughout. Yeah. Well, and and there's a certain expectation of slasher films, like oh, we got to kill someone every twenty minutes, or the audience gets bored. Mm-hmm. Um, which they did a good job of not boring me between murders by making me care about the characters. They did. I mean, this wasn't, to me, a scary film at all. I wasn't, like, no suspense or holding my breath or not jump out boo mm-hmm. moments. Um, and that was kind of disappointing to me. I did want it to be a little more... And it is spooky month. So it is spooky expect... month. Well, and you expect... That in your horror movies, yeah. too. But I still was engaged and would still be interested in watching the the sequels mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. And maybe... I hadn't thought about the characters having strong backstories and that being... Uh, being kind of well-rounded characters and that contributing to why I was entertained, even though it wasn't... I was disappointed. There wasn't more spooks. <laughs> I think I said this during the Friday the 13th podcast too that um to me someone carrying around a knife and stabbing someone the slasher genre is not scary mm-hmm. i i think because i live in such a gun saturated world 
that, that scares me more. Fair. Or that you can stop the stabby, the stabby guy. Yeah, well, usually the stabby guy can't be stopped by guns. That's no. that's because I think directors don't want to deal with that problem. And I just said before we watched it, you did. we were talking about Halloween and the Halloween sequels that just came out this this month. And how I don't like slasher films. Yeah. And then I picked a slasher you film did. to watch. You a so film to watch. that that's on me. Yeah. That's on me. It's like zombie films. I keep. Yeah. I did not put any zombie films on the list. I would just. <laughs> I keep trying. This one's going to do something different with the zombie genre. Nope. No. Still don't like zombie films. Yeah. I think this one tried to do something different with the slasher film. I think so too. And I think also we haven't seen the last two films in the trilogy. Um, but I think being willing to make it a trilogy and, like, I honestly thought they were going to be fully self-contained, which turned out not to be the case. I also thought. Um, we get to the end and there is a, a to be continued. And that's a fascinating storytelling to me to have three, uh, have a trilogy of films that are going to build off of one another. Because mm-hmm. you kind of expect... A lot of people go in with the expectation of doing a trilogy and they one, one done and funded yeah. Yeah. by the production <laughs> company. We don't have um, the budget to make two. And they're usually complete. They might have, they might be open, kind mm-hmm. of an open ending, but this one was specifically like a, a gearing up for the next film. Yes. Showing you kind of a preview of where the next film is going to start. Yeah, well, and there was there were a lot of, like, threads that were dropped in this movie that you're kind of like, what's going on there? With the expectation now that, like, oh, we're going to follow up on that. Um, I think the, the guy in jail, like, who we see a couple times and has a couple of lines but yeah. no explanation, like, oh, like, huh, I wonder what's going on with that. And oh, maybe I didn't even thought of that. Yeah. Maybe there won't, but there seemed that seemed like it could be. Or there's something going on with the sheriff, and we don't quite know what, but he knows something's going on. Well, it seems like it. I so on Wikipedia they were saying that 20th Century Fox had the distribution rights until they got bought by Disney, and then they renegotiated and went to Netflix for di- distribution. Oh, really? That's interesting. And because this seems to me like such a Netflix it's... thing to have. Oh, yeah. We're going to hire, we're going to, we're going to green light three movies, and it's a three-part series. And we're going to release them. Like, back to back Relatively to back. close together. Yeah. And uh, it would have been interesting if it had gone through 20th Century and gone the more traditional movie theatrical route um would the three movies have been made would they been they were released pretty close together they were released a week or two apart yeah so it was like having a series on netflix where you get an episode a week Mm -hmm. and have to well netflix you don't get an episode a week sometimes you do sometimes that's true most but, of the time, most they drop on, everything. Most of the time on Netflix, they drop the whole thing. So this was almost a departure for Netflix. Yeah. It was that weird... It, But again, I, I see what you're saying, that it's very Netflixian. Um, Where it's like, it, it's a limited series, but instead of hour-long episodes, it's a complete two-hour film. Yeah. Which we make the complaint all the time. I would love more complete two-hour films. <laughs> that so many of the limited series on these... Um, Networks, streaming apps yeah. 
are just just wanted just are ten hour movies. The know, episodes are not boring. complete in themselves. <laughs> it's long. It's too long. Yeah, it's boring. They don't know how to make TV. They know how to make really long, boring movies. And this was not TV. No, it was a film. This was a film. It fit very well into being a film that is mostly standalone. Like, I guess there is a to be continued, and I want to know what happens. Um, but it was fascinating to me that it worked. It found that balance that mm-hmm. I think has been so hard to find. And the balance there was make three films. Instead of making one 10-hour movie, make three films. Or, yeah, because it could have been a TV show that they could have had six episodes yeah. instead of three films. And that would have been more boring. Mm-hmm. I think. I suspect. It does make me more excited to watch the sequels knowing that they're not scary. <laughs> so I don't have to anticipate being, being frightened being, being frightened in them. Yeah. Uh, I have a love-hate relationship with horror films. I, I'm well aware. <laughs> I've watched a lot of horror movies with you. <laughs> I like them, but they scare me. And then, it's like what they're designed for. And then my adrenaline goes. And, yeah. Um, and then I regret it for a little bit. Yeah. I like um, the accidental... Not accidental. I, I think it was very intentional, very deliberate on the part of the filmmakers... The pro drug message the movie conveys. <laughs> Do you think it was pro drug? I, I, I don't got... know if it was pro drug, but like, there is literally a part where the characters are like, "Oh, drugs will solve our problems," and then, yeah, by the, by solving the problem, as in killing someone, drugs killing someone in dr- a way that drugs is... will so- solve our problem by killing someone. It it felt very much like an inversion of the 1990s anti-drug propaganda. That's what it felt like to me. Um, I don't know that it was like, yeah, drugs are great, but like, oh, the fact that drugs are evil and dangerous will save this woman's life. I found very amusing. (laughs) And they're all like, with I think one exception, it's all just very generic, like, drugs. Vicodin and Percocet. Yeah. Those are the two that were mentioned. Mm -hmm. But there were a lot more... There were a lot more ...brightly colored pills than just those two. Yes. And it was not ever elaborated on for any particular reason. Mm -hmm. Not that it needed to be. But I found that amusing. Because that's, I think, also a very 90s thing of the just generic drugs. No deeper understanding of any of them. All drugs are drugs and drugs are bad. I didn't get that, but well, I, I have a, a, I've put a lot of thought into like the Dare program of the nineties. And... Well, Dare still exists. Does it? So it's probably still bad. We we it it probably had its heyday yeah. in the nineties, but I'm pretty I don't see kids sure. Dare shirts anymore. Pretty sure it still exists. I could yeah. be wrong. I haven't been in school in a while. In a while. Yeah. 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 The, yeah, when she's babysitting the kids and and, and makes them make little drug packets. Yeah. For, it was a very, like, ambivalent, drugs are good or drugs are bad. Yeah, they it's just, just drugs and just, drugs. It's just drugs. It's just a way to make money. Yeah. 
Well, of course, the drug dealer was also the valedictorian and president of a bunch of school clubs, mm-hmm. which, again, like feels to me like a little bit of that subversiveness because the dare stuff I always grew up is it's like it's some shady kid in the back corner is like, hey, kid, want to try some drugs? Yeah. Like when your work makes you watch the computer security videos and they always show hackers in like baseball caps and hoodies with yeah. the hoods pulled up. Like typing. That's <laughs> what hackers look yeah. like. That's how you know to like, spot a hacker. That's how you spot a hacker. It's the guy in the hoodie with the baseball cap. Yeah. Doing nefarious things. Yeah. Well, that's what drug dealers always look like in the thing. Yes. It's always a guy in a back alley. Psst. Hey, kid. You want to try a drug? No, man. I'm cool. That's that's what you say. You say no to drugs. Just say no. Yeah, but in yes. this movie, they said yes to drugs. Well, it didn't seem like they were taking their own drugs. They no. just were taking drugs to kill Samantha because yeah. she had to die. She had to die to lift the curse. Yeah, from the witch. Although apparently, spoilers that didn't work. See, I thought they were going to go to drowning first. That seems like. The most the effective, obvious, the yeah. most effective way to kill someone <laughs> so that you can bring them back to life. Yeah, at least um, in in by movie rules. By movie, yes, <laughs> by movie rules. Yeah, which I will say, um, like when a bad thing happened and all the drugs spilled, and they're like, "Oh no!" I I went, "Oh no!" All the drugs spilled. And the movie's like, "Well, guess we'll drown her in the lobster." Well, tank. I guess that was a weird thing. I was like, why do they need this combination of drugs? If you took a bottle full of Vicodin, you're yes. going to OD on it. Like, yes. why do you... So they, they have they to sep- it all. They separated it into three categories of, of drugs with different Purposes. drugs in each cocktail yeah. of things that had to be taken at specific times. But if you just down... A bunch of pills. I mean, you're... I, I'm just saying this is a bad plan because also... It's not just CPR. Like, you have to get your stomach pumped. Yeah, there's and... a lot. It's there's... not a great plan. But that's that's okay. Yeah, movie rules. Movie rules. Which were fine. It didn't bother yeah. me. No. Although, I gotta say that everything was in the dark. Like, when they go to the hospital. They were in the dark all the time. They're in the hospital and all the lights are basically turned off. Except the for, like... The police station's dark. And... I mean, I know it's nighttime, but those are the kind of places that are well lit. Yeah. Well, I thought about that in the mall scene at the beginning, too. As I've never worked in a mall specifically, but I've worked a lot of retail. And, like, the last thing you do is turn out the lights. You don't, like, close the store, turn off the lights, and then start cleaning up everything. Because yeah. you can't clean in the dark. I gotta <laughs> say, this stood out to me. It didn't bother me, but I kept thinking, turn on a light. <laughs> Why is it so dark? Turn on a light. I know it's a horror film and you need the mood lighting. But turn on a light, please. Turn, turn on a light. <laughs> yes, I agree. I thought it was funny um, that the high school mascot was a witch. I think that's a good choice for a high school mascot. Mm-hmm. You have never seen uh, the witches. Yeah, I've seen a... like the devils, which was yeah. the, the sunny... Vale. Sunny Vale. I just love that it was Shadyville and Sunny Vale. Like, yeah. Like. No subtlety. How, no subtlety. <laughs> this is the rich, nice city. This is the city full of murders. Mm-hmm. Uh, I expected more from that dynamic or balance, which may come up in the sequels. Um, 
but it was interesting that that so much was sort of emphasis was put on that only for it not to feel like it went anywhere mm -hmm. uh, maybe they'll bring it back in the camp movie and have like a rival camp yeah they'll have to you know win the inter-camp competition to defeat the murderer mm -hmm. or something I don't know Got other things on your uh, other things on my list. Uh, very nineties soundtrack. Oh my gosh! In the first like twenty minutes, it was like every twenty <laughs> seconds was another ninety song. It's like I felt like they were trying to get in all the nineties songs they could possibly fit in a certain amount of time. I think they might have succeeded at doing that. Which I guess means that there is, like, 90s nostalgia now, which there has been for oh, a yeah. while. Yeah, Just but this was definitely playing into that. Weird. It will always be weird. <laughs> yes. The 90s ended 21 years ago. Mm -hmm. we, are, we are due for a that 90s show. Mm -hmm. I hope we don't get that. I mean, we do have, like, the Goldbergs have set in the 90s, I think. I think it's the 80s. Maybe the 80s. Uh, well, Fresh Off the Boat was set in the 90s. Fresh Off the That's Boat true. was in the 90s. Uh, yeah, but they, they, they after the first, like, 20 minutes or so, they laid off the Yeah, there music. were a couple more, there, but it wasn't, like, a needle drop every two minutes. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it, there were some other 90s on it. But overall, I, I enjoyed the soundtrack, because I liked the music of the 90s, because mm -hmm. that's the period of music I started listening you to. You always, like... The, you have the nostalgia for the music you grew up oh, with yeah. in Absolutely. a way that you never have it for other periods in your yeah. life. Yeah. I feel like. It was like when you were watching Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> if you didn't yes. grow up loving that music, it hits differently. Well, I had other thoughts about Bohemian Rhapsody, but we didn't do a podcast on that. No, we didn't watch it or pay attention to it that closely. Well, we missed the first 30 minutes of yeah. it. What were your thoughts on Bohemian Rhapsody? Oh, well, that's totally off topic. Oh, okay. Our listeners well, don't want to hear yeah. me spoil Bohemian Rhapsody for them. It's history. They know what happened. I can look <laughs> it up. Uh, okay, well, in that case... Um, the recurring motif of attracting the ghost killers with blood was interesting. Mm -hmm. um, both in the sense that, like, we get the sort of uh, chum reference on a TV show. Like, very briefly, we see like, someone watching a shark fishing show and they're throwing chum in the water, mm -hmm. which sets that up. Um, but also, then, when they brought all of the uh, ghost killers into the bathroom and set them ablaze uh one of the main characters simon said smile you son of a bitch which is the line that the guy in jaws says before he shoots the tank that blows up the shark in jaws oh. that was a reference i got, got it. it's just for me uh intentionally drowning your girlfriend will probably mess you up for a while. I mean, also having your friends murdered and being chased by ghost killers. Like, yeah. There's... yeah, there's some trauma here to deal with. Yes. Although it seems like the trauma's not over. We still got some more to, to work through. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that's true of horror movies in general. So Yes, they always leave off and, and don't leave the, like, 
PTSD that's yeah. going to occur. Which is why I think, um, again, I haven't seen them, the Halloween follow-ups with Jamie Lee Curtis, the two separate ones that are the same story but not in continuity with each other, deal with that a little bit. They're about sort of like Laurie Strode, her character, living post-Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know, I haven't seen this one. It's just my guess. Uh, yeah, that was most of my notes. Yeah, again, I was real surprised uh, when some of the main characters died. I think that, that it was a good job of doing that. Um, I also appreciated the classic horror movie fake-out of the, the threat you thought was gone isn't. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's that's a classic, like, ending moment of horror movies. I think the most iconic example is the end of Carrie. Spoilers for the end of Carrie, a movie that is older than I am. Um, when she goes and lays the flowers on the grave and the hand shoots up and grabs her from the grave. Oh, I didn't. All I know about Carrie is the pig blood at the prom. Yeah. That's... Well, that's the pig blood at the prom starts... Carries rampage through the town where she sets lots of things on fire and kills people with her brain mm-hmm. but then eventually mm-hmm. dies. Mm-hmm. And the like final shot of the movie, which would be a post-credit stinger if that was a thing people did back in the day, but it was just the final shot, was the one person who was kind of her friend goes to her grave and lays flowers yeah. and her hand shoots up and grabs her. And there's there's no follow-up. There is, there is a carry too, but we don't talk about it. And it's not... <laughs> canon it's not part of that um and stephen king said it was his favorite part of the movie and he's mad he didn't write it (laughs) It was the scariest part of the movie and wasn't mine uh so yeah there's another horror movie i've spoiled for you but that like oh no she it's it's not over we get the call she decides when it's over and then you get stabbed by your girlfriend oops Mm -hmm. um so, like, taking that very classic, like, horror movie trope of, oh, no, it's not over, but then actually, like, intentionally setting up a second and third film to deal with going it. Going a step further than, oh, no, it's not over, to here we are starting to explore why it's, why not, it's over not over and what's what that means. And not just ending on a jump scare. Which I... That was a bold choice. And it was about that time when I went, oh, I guess they're really like making a sequel sequel to this. Uh, Which was cool. Any other thoughts? I think that covers my thoughts. Yeah. It was a fun movie. It was a fun movie. Would Would recommend for your spooky month viewing. Yeah. It's good for spooky month viewing. Mm -hmm. We'll watch two and three at some point in the future. Mm-hmm. Maybe next episode. Well, depends on what Amy picks from and the list of movies. Depends on what's on the list. Yeah. And if you'd like to know what's on the list of movies that Amy picks from, you can subscribe to our Patreon. Yes, at patreon.com slash five degrees. Yep. There's two perks. Two perks. First sure. perk is getting a list of movies we didn't watch. Because Kevin always gives me a list of five movies, and then I pick one to watch. Yeah. And you also get unedited, even more yeah, unedited, super unedited, super unedited uh, editions of the show with uh, with the before and after we officially begin. Yeah. Today was there was a riveting, <laughs> riveting conversation about the AC in the it's room a we're in. Anybody pays us for these. <laughs> 
they clearly just like to support the show rather than actually finding benefits from the perks. Yes, yes. Um, but we thank you for listening. It will yes. always be free. <laughs> we thank you if you support us on Patreon. That helps pay for server costs and, and whatnot and mm-hmm. watching films. And uh, does that cover? I think that covers. That covers. The things. You can go to our website at 5 Degrees Between Us. I just renewed that uh, URL. Five degrees between dot us. Yes, sorry, I didn't say the dot. Yeah. Five degrees between dot us. Uh, I did literally like last week paid the the renewal fee on that, mm-hmm. which was helped actually paid for by our patrons. So once again, thank you. Ooh, thank That's you. one of the things thank you support you. us and help us do. Uh, review us on your podcatchers. Yeah, I think that's all the stuff we're supposed to say. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right, we'll say goodnight, Amy. Goodnight, Amy.